when it comes to style, like swim with the fishes and with medium, like stand out in other ways, like get the formatting right. So if you submit anything over to us and it doesn't have an engaging title, probably five times a day, I receive a submission with no subtitle, crap image. Like it's just the basics, like get those basics right. Welcome to the Become a Writer Today podcast with Brian Collins. Here you'll find practical advice and interviews for all kinds of writers. How can you get started writing on Medium and how much could you possibly earn? Hi there, my name is Brian Collins and welcome to the Become a Writer Today podcast. And earning an income on Medium is the topic of this week's episode. I recently interviewed Michael Thompson, who is a career coach and writer from the United States who emigrated to Barcelona in Spain. And he's also the editor of a popular publication on Medium called Entrepreneur's Handbook. And he's written dozens of articles that have gone viral on Medium. The exciting thing about platforms like Medium is they make it easier than ever for writers to earn an income today. I remember back in the late 2000s when I was looking for work, it was very difficult to find a place to pitch my publications and get paid for doing it. In fact, many media organizations in Ireland wanted me to write for free because they said I'd get some sort of name recognition or, you know, they were a pretty big media outlet or just there were a lot of journalism graduates looking for a small amount of job. And sure, while name recognition was nice, you can't pay the bills or feed the kids when you write for free. However, I think over the past five or 10 years, a lot more ways have emerged online for writers to earn an income. Some of the ways that I diversify my income include self-publishing books on Amazon, creating courses based on the lessons inside of my writing books, advertising on the Become a Writer Today website. I also promote some products that I use regularly and which I'm an affiliate for. And I also, in the past, have spent a lot of time on freelance writing by writing for publications like Forbes and Medium. So if you're a writer and you're starting out and you're wondering how you can get paid, Don't focus on just one opportunity. Consider how you can diversify your income because at some point the rules will change and you want to protect yourself when that happens. And that's, of course, what happened to me when there was a recession back in the late 2000s and I found myself out of work for a few years and I nearly quit on writing. My other takeaway for you is if you're going to start publishing on Medium is also to consider how you can get Medium readers off Medium and onto your own website or onto your email list at some point. If you don't have any of that set up, that's okay. Just get started in Medium now and you can set up your website later on. But ultimately, at the end of the day, Medium needs to do what's right for Medium. So your goal should always be to build up a relationship with readers that you own and that you can control. Because if Medium changed the rules or changed the algorithm, then it could affect your views or the relationship you have with readers. And what's more, if you have people on your email list, if you have readers on your email list, you can send them articles of your work and they'll probably read it if they like and enjoy your content. And if you have a book, you can tell them about your book. Or if you're just getting ready to launch a book, you can ask them if they'd like to pre-read it and give you feedback. If you decide to go down the course creation route, which I did, you know, you can offer your courses or you can offer coaching. Or if you have other projects that you want to promote, like, for example, a podcast, an email list is a great way to do that, too. Now, the tool that I use and recommend to writers for creating an email list is called ConvertKit. It's specifically built for content creators, and it's basically gives you everything you need to get started because you can create your landing page and you can create a series of welcome emails that will go out to new readers. So the strategy that I would recommend is start writing nonfiction articles on Medium, publish them on popular publications on Medium and see which ones get the most traction and then double down on those niches. But at the bottom of your articles, 
Assuming you follow the submission guidelines, have a call to action that sends people to your ConvertKit landing page or your author website and give people a freebie so they'll opt into your email list. It could be, you know, a free book or it could be a report that you have or a checklist or a video or it could be a quick call with you or it could just be some additional writings that you've shared elsewhere. And then write a couple of welcome emails so that new subscribers get them and they get a feeling for who you are. And then you can go ahead and write on Medium. And, you know, within a couple of months, you could find yourself earning four figures a month from freelancing on Medium. But you could also send readers your latest work on Medium through your email list. And that way you're not only building up a relationship with readers, but you're also increasing views of your Medium articles, which will help you earn a little bit more. Those, of course, are some of the topics or themes that we had, I addressed in this week's interview. But I wanted to get somebody else's perspective on it. And his name is Michael Thompson. He's a career coach and writer. And I'd encourage you to check out his work on michaelthompsonblog.com. That's M-I-K-E-T-H-O-M-P-S-O-N-B-L-O-G.com. Uh, he's also on Medium under that handle as well. And he's written about a number of different topics over the years. And he's got a fantastic backstory that starts with when he lost $250,000. That's right, $250,000. So I started by asking Mike to explain how he lost a quarter of a million and how he picked himself up after such a devastating loss. But before we get over to this week's episode, I do have an ask. If you enjoy the show, please can you leave a short review on the iTunes store or wherever you're listening because more reviews and more ratings will help more people find Become a Writer Today podcast. Now with that, let's go over to the interview with Mike. Yeah, sure. So when I was so when I was 21, I took a sales job. I grew up stuttering. So like sales was like my Mount Olympus, so to speak. So I took a sales job and I excelled at it to my surprise. And my ego and confidence took me to Central America around age 24, 25. And I began to buy a property, fix it up and flip them. And right when I was getting out, when I was 29, so I was leaving the company, the sales job at that point, and I had a contract from my business partner's dad to buy the house. And long story short, he changed the deed of my house to his name with a pencil and sold it out from under me. So I was expecting on October 18th, I think is the date, I was expecting a wire for a quarter of a million dollars for the sale of the property. And instead, I got a phone call saying, yeah, it's not going to happen. And oh. worse case, he had actually sold the house out already. A couple of weeks afterwards, I learned he sold the house out from under me. So I've been in court with them. So I'm 42 now, so 13 years. And we're recently, finally, about to reach a settlement. So that kicked off a string of events that sent me in from doing well in life to drugs, alcohol. For about two years, I sat in a bar. And then finally, it's kind of a like a last jump, I suppose. I got on a plane with the cash I had left and came to Barcelona, Spain, and just immediately felt, you know, like the stress just, yeah, kind of washed off of me. And six months later, I met my wife, got in shape. I'd lost 60 pounds in a couple months, found work I enjoyed, met my wife, started a family. And when my first son was born, I quit smoking and I couldn't leave the house to go golfing every day for four hours, you know? So I started writing yeah. just for fun. And probably a year after that, it became like my full-time gig. Unfortunately, I stumbled upon Medium right around the same time. So to give people an idea of what year this was, when when did you turn to Medium so and start was, writing on Medium? So this was, it was December 18th, 2019. I wrote a blog post 
on my blog that nobody read and it, yeah. um, it ended up getting syndicated in fast company and Inc. I think it was the third thing I ever wrote. And I thought to myself, I was like, shit, I've been fighting like my, like my confidence thing with the stuttering. I've been in sales jobs and maybe I should write. <laughs> and that switch, like that boosts, like the initial validation of what I was doing sent me on a line. So I found medium probably the beginning of 2019, I believe. Yeah. Or 2018. Yeah. So I wrote the article for Fast Company December 2017, and I started on Medium a couple months afterwards. So I'm just going to read out a couple of headlines from some of your uh, popular articles. Another one <laughs> is 11 things socially aware people don't say, how to wake up smiling, nine decisions that leads to a life I love, and the shy person's guide to winning friends and influencing people. Uh, so when I was reading these, two things struck me. One is, you know, how to write a great headline, and two, was more of a question. Did you always want to write personal development type content or articles? I, I, for the the second question first, I think it's my natural thing. Like growing up stuttering and in the sales world, my job for the last couple of years is is a career coach, and I help um, executives with confidence, public speaking, communication stuff. So it's kind of like my writing is an extension of what I'm doing in my uh, real life, so to speak. And yeah, it's just kind of like the easiest thing for me to write about. So if you're going to start writing, like pick the easiest thing. And for me, it's my life. I'm 42, so I have stories. And my first year, it took me a while to like to learn how to tell a story. But yeah, if it's hard to start, it's hell to finish. So with writing, like that's my natural state, I think is kind of like the listicle format. I have ADD also. So like listicles, it's not for the reader, it's for me. And it just so happens that we live in a time where this stuff is really valued. And with yeah. titles, yeah, I spend more time on titles than I do the article, probably. What does your title or headline writing process look like these days? I kick one off in the beginning um, just to get the, like, just because I, like, my North Star for an article, I have a title that's very generic. It's like something along the lines of, like, the main theme of the article or a question, like, when the readers finish this, they will do X. And I have a thing up top. And then while I'm writing it, I'll collect titles. And generally, I'll probably have 15 or 20 at the end of the day, and I'll test the top two or three friends, families, social media, and I'll run, you know, like the biggest winner. So I usually test stuff, especially titles. For me, it's a no-brainer. If I'm going to spend seven, eight hours on an article, I want people to read it. Yeah. And I think the title thing is just like with the, in terms of the attention, like you have to have strong titles if you're going to write online. And I think it's fun. It's like a math like for me, it's an equation is to find that title. And sometimes yeah. it would take me all day. Like I'll spend all day on one, but generally if I like, if I have an investment of six or seven hours, I know it's going to do well. And generally it does like, so I have some posts where I just want the article out in the world. I'm not going to struggle too much on the title, but the ones I really think can move. Yeah. For me, it's a huge investment and I think it's worth every penny to do that. So you mentioned that you want people to read your work. How can a new writer get somebody to read their work on Medium today? I mean, you, you have quite a lot of followers, but if, if I went along with no followers and set up a Medium account, uh, I know I labored on the headline. Is that enough or is there, are there other things I need to do? No, you need to get like, yeah, if you write a great headline and the article is terrible, like that for me is even worse than just a bad headline. So I think the key is the writing. Like for Medium now, I work with people to get them moving and I'm, working through a contract with Medium uh, right now to get people up to speed. And as long as you have the writing chops, 
like if you're just starting today, like you're starting to write and you get on medium, like it's going to take you, you know, some time, like just to learn how to write. Yeah. But if you're somebody who has experience with it, like you need to learn the nuances of the platform, what works on medium doesn't always work in Forbes or fast company or something formatting, um, how to write a hook for me, like the intro and the title is everything. And with the first sentence, if I like generally my title and first sentence, I spend a lot of time on. It's like somebody who's giving a talk, like they're going to spend like the most time on like the first sentence out of their mouth to engage the audience. And with medium, it's the same thing. So you need to write engaging um, intros and titles. And generally, if you scan through my articles, like you don't have to read all of them, just read the first couple of sentences. And generally, I think like my strength is that. Um, yeah. is getting in like th- that hook as fast as possible. So in terms it, of growth, yeah. like it's funny that like with growth though on Medium, like this past year, it's not like before it's like write, 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 write. Like you need to do an article a day. This past year with Medium, like the people who grew a lot were doing one to two good articles a week. Okay. And it just caught on. Um, so I think the quality is really is like, if you want to learn how to write, write a lot. If you want to learn to write well, like you need to focus just as much on the editing feedback from your peers, et cetera. But there are some people who broke through guy I was working with in Lithuania is 24 and he was earning 20 K plus for four or five months in yeah. a row. That's a lot of money for a new freelance writer or for somebody who's just set up on medium. Yeah. And he was just doing one or two articles a week, like just leaning in really hard on those. So I think if you write good work on the internet, like people are going to find, and if people aren't sharing it on social on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, like you need to look at the second like ring of sharing. So if it's like strong on medium, it's one thing, but generally if people aren't sharing it outside of there, it's not going to move very much. So if you're seeing those shares, like it's a good sign that you're doing something right and you need to keep with it. Which are quite easy to see on the medium dashboard as well, because you can look at referrers for your articles without having to take a course in Google analytics. Yeah, I used to think I was like writing strong articles the first year or so. And it's, it's like there was a switch like my 13th month yeah, where I didn't have to share anything. Everyone else was starting to share. And I didn't really see the difference in my writing. But looking back now, I can see it. Yeah. But generally, if it's like, yeah, for me, I'm not a big marketing guy. I hate like going around saying, hey, like read uh, this article. And generally, if you write something good enough, like people are going to share it. So that's my goal. Like that's always the goal for me is to write something that other people are going to share so I don't have to do it. And do you need to submit your articles to the popular publications on Medium or is it enough to write under your own profile? The public, the platform's changing uh, right now, actually. And I think the publications, like there's so many, like with COVID and everything, there's a lot of new writers. Like there's a lot of new articles every day. And I think Medium's focus will go more towards personal profiles just yeah. because like they're not going to have like with the publications like there's what five or six big ones that if you get into maybe you'll get traction and it's just like a small percentage of the virality on the platform so i think that they are going to think like last week i was on a call like and i gleaned from that that the deal is like you know half of their focus is like who's on the platform now and who's growing the other half is discoverability yeah so I think that they'll be working with like to try and adjust, like say everybody who tries now can't break through. That's not a good business plan for them. So I think that they're going to be working more with that side of things to try and get new voices heard. 
Mm. And actually on their way of getting articles read by readers, they recently rolled out a tool for you to create a newsletter directly on Medium that sits underneath your profile. Is that something you've used or tested or do you, have you mm. heard from other writers who've used it? No, it's not my, yeah, for me, I'm not a huge fan of that one. Yeah. Um, and generally, if you have a call to action at the bottom of your articles anyway, I think like that's enough. But I don't think, yeah, I think people are more inclined to actually go to somebody's landing page or website and actually see the, that their experience and stuff rather than just signing up at the bottom of an article. Okay. So I'm not sure. I think they're trying to like, they're trying to compete with Substack and these places. And I, my, yeah, I don't think that, that they're going to win that game. Yeah. So with Medium, like the whole goal is to get your own followers on the platform and also off. So you can advertise your articles, your courses, whatever it is. But yeah, I think it's more effective just having a, just a line at the bottom saying, hey, if you enjoyed this, visit my site here and sign up for my newsletter. I think it's just as effective. And for me, I don't think it's a smart move. So Michael, you've kind of touched on one of the issues that I have at Medium or so I'm going to play devil's advocate here that if you, if somebody spends a lot of time creating articles on Medium, they're building up Medium's business rather than their own freelancing business or their own profile or their own website. And Medium might do something down the road that's good for Medium, but it's not necessarily good to, for writers. So what would you say to somebody who had those concerns? Yeah, I think the smartest thing to do, I'm lazy with the marketing side of it. And with two young kids at home, it's difficult to do everything. And for me, like the last two years, my focus has been like just been the platform and I'm growing out my email at the same time. But I think you always need to have that protection. So I've been on the platform for three years, three and a half years, close to four, I guess. And yeah. I've seen the changes in the end of 2019, they changed the algorithm and I went from doing really well to my view, like from like 400,000 views a month down to like 150 overnight. Yeah. And I grew it up again. Then they just changed recently again in the same thing. So I think it is important, like just for your own sanity, like just to have, even if it's not like 10,000 subscribers, like just start from day one, say you can get a hundred a month, the end of your second, third year, you have a couple thousand subscribers and it's just peace of mind. On your own email list that you control. Yeah. I think like with medium for me, it's like, I don't want to be in like the online marketing world with the writing. So I'm just taking advantage of medium for right now. Yeah. And then I'll find something else because I'm not a, like a huge fan of selling courses or anything. It isn't me. So I'm just, but for somebody who is like the piece of like, so now I'm going to start to focus on my personal site. So if I'm sharing articles in the future, it's going to be from WordPress and not Medium. Okay. So it's just like just a simple way like to start. Maybe it's 100 views an article, 1,000 views an article. It just starts to, you know, like you get your rankings, your SEO up. You, so you, will you publish different articles in Medium versus your website or, or will you syndicate? No, I'm doing the same. Yeah, generally I'm doing the same ones. But when I'm like blasting out the articles, like now I'm starting I, to send them to my WordPress site instead of Medium. Just okay. because the bits like the, like you don't see a huge ROI anyway. Like there's some guys I know who have thousands and thousands and thousands of subscribers. And then when they send out a Medium article, like maybe they'll get a hundred views on it. Yeah. So you read like, you're not going to make, like maybe you'll make a dollar for Medium on that. While otherwise, if you have, like some coaching services on your site, if you have some courses, like it's just, 
more eyes on the things you control. Yeah. So I just think it's a small, like it's a small sacrifice to make. I think that just gives you a little bit more diversity in your the views on your other website instead of just Medium. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes that makes sense. So I guess somebody who sets up on Medium today, or even sets up their own website, they're you know they're looking to earn money. So could you give people or writers an idea of how much it's possible to earn on Medium and how they can diversify their income streams? So I, I mean, like for me personally, I'm, I think my dad would kill me if I spoke about how much I'm earning. But generally, the people who have been like the group, I have a mastermind group of writers, and it ranges from 500 a month to 20,000 a month. Yeah. And there's there's new writers in that group who earn 4,000 in their first 60 days. Yeah, um, which is enough to live on depending where you are. <laughs> like, yeah, it's and the majority of them are new. So they have another job or something and it's just some extra cash. But there's a lot of people though who don't earn 50 bucks their first year. Yeah. So it is just a matter of the quality of the work. And generally, if there's a viral article on Medium, even if like they're new or old or somewhere in between, generally it's a good article. So it's easy to it's like it's easy. It's like, oh, he's lucky. But generally when you read those things, like the good ones are good. Yeah. So if you come on there and you have high quality articles. I think it's a so like for me it's like it's just another place. Say you're writing elsewhere, why not just bring them over to Medium also and see if it works? Yeah, that's, like something I've, that's something I've done with varying degrees of success. I used to write for Forbes, and some of the articles for Forbes worked in Medium. Not all of them did. Um, and then, as a recommendation, I got from from you guys in the group we're in. I've been using Newsbreak to syndicate some Medium articles with a few edits, and that that seems to work as well. Oh yeah. I've tried it a couple of times. I'm not too into the platform. The platform seems like a little shaky to me. I think it's going to be a little bit of time for them. But yeah, it's a good time to start there also. And I think that this is just the beginning of Substack news. Is like all these things are relatively new. So I think yeah. it's just going to keep growing like the opportunities for writers, creators online. For me, I just think it's like we're just starting this trend, I think. Yeah, I mean, Substack is fantastic. I really like Substack. I suppose the only issue is you still have to get subscribers to your newsletter. So that's quite hard yeah. to do unless you're doing some sort of marketing outside of Substack. It's the thing, though, if you're writing anywhere on the internet, for me, I like it's just like sharing a tweet. Like, if you write an article for your personal website and you share a tweet, like why not just cut and paste it and try the same thing on Medium? You potentially yeah. have a, like, like the upside is, is 100x, some random tweet. And it is just if you can get followers there, just all like you can feed your followers. Like right now I have a, um, I'm trying to get some coaching clients. So I'll have a CTA at the bottom of my article is like, just say hi on uh, LinkedIn. Yeah. That simple sentence, like someone, like there's not a big ask in that. It's not like, uh, what's your email? Da, da, da. It's just, it's like, just say hi. And generally I'll get maybe a hundred people every third day to come over and say hi on uh, LinkedIn and it just grows up my, my yeah. audience there also like so I'm writing on medium but at the same time like the last year I think I've grown 4,000 followers from LinkedIn and I never post anything there and do any of those followers turn into your coaching clients yeah because of the option with LinkedIn like with medium it's hard to have a private conversation with somebody yeah. So with like LinkedIn, if I'm just like like say hi here and it's my person to private conversation there, it's just an easy it's like, hey, is there anything I can help you with? Da, da, da. But generally, like that's all of the marketing I'll ever have to do. 
Yeah. Is generally if somebody says, Oh, I enjoyed your article about career X, da da da. And I reply, like I just wrote one about interview skills. And I have a couple of requests about like, oh, I suck at interviews. And I just reply back, like, do you want some help? So yeah. it's just a really simple lead source and it's just all through medium. So I think I've done like really well like with uh, writing on medium and also getting the conversation started outside of medium, like without having to do the course route, freelancing route for writing is because it's not my thing. Yeah. So we've talked there about a couple of different ways you can diversify your income stream, coaching, courses. Are there any other opportunities for writers on Medium that they or ways that they can diversify? So what I'm doing now is I have a couple of small mastermind groups of new writers, some some with experienced writers, like for you know, a tenner a month or something. And my friend who runs a publication on Medium entrepreneur's handbook he's working with a startup called hopin that's one of these virtual event platforms so they got funding i think their valuation in 18 months they've gone from zero to three billion in valuation so he's busy and i'm running like yeah and he's the head of marketing there now so we like so i'm running the publication so I receive half of the income from there. And then the two of us are going to team up. He has a platform for online events. We have this large, like 200,000 followers with our publication. So we're going to start to sell events through the publication for the for a hop-in platform. Okay. Which That's I think idea. is the future. It's like the community. If we can get the community of writers, readers over to an event where we get good speakers for them, I think it's kind of if we're, like our plan is to do that each month. And yeah. and I think it's my hunches is probably going to be a good thing to do. Mm, I like the sound of that. Are there, are there any other ways to diversify or would those be the main ones? So I have the publication route. There's the editing route with Medium. If you have writing experience, there's a lot of good writers who need, like, like who know how to tell a story, but maybe aren't great writers. So if you have yeah. writing experience, I've earned money through editing, through coaching clients who have reached out to me from uh, from articles where I'll do career stuff. And also I'll help like a CEO of a startup in Los Angeles, a client for now. And we're working together to get her articles into Fast Company Business Insider. Selling the events, the mastermind groups, I mean, it's kind of like an endless stream. It used to be a couple of years ago, you got your emails together and you sold a course or a book. Now you can sell events, you can sell your services, you can sell coaching, you can sell just about anything through the platform. And the tech... Like Substack, like this wasn't a thing a year. It was Substack's been around for how long? I have no idea. Like, but it just seems like this past year it's just grown exponentially. Yeah, and I'm convinced yeah. that all these supportive, like, like the tech startups are looking at ways like to monetize creatives so they can make some more cash. Also, yeah, I know when I started as a freelance writer back in the late 2000s, it was very hard to to find opportunities, yeah. or maybe I just didn't have any skills, but. I, but now I no, think, there, I think are a lot, it, there are a lot more ways to earn money as a writer. Again, I have a friend on uh, Medium who, like, her name's Zuli Rain. Oh yeah, I talked had, to Zuli. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so she had a couple thousand followers about a year ago, and just yeah. last month or the beginning of the year, she went freelance, and yeah. she can't keep and she can't keep up. So it's just like so much demand coming in for her. Like, there's a lot of like the people. Like, you don't have to have a massive following there if you're a good writer and you're you're a good editor or say you have experience getting in to ink or Forbes, whatever it is, like there's a lot of coaching opportunities there and you yeah. don't have to have a massive, you know, like you get some, like a couple happy clients and you don't have to worry about, you know, like just referrals after that. 
so just getting started is the hard part i think yeah but i particularly encourage writers to consider uh b2b like they will pay a lot more than business to consumer so and there's definitely yeah. a demand for people who can express ideas with clarity in the business to business space so if you can write about anything to do with finances or how businesses can run more efficiently or increase profits it might be a little bit of a dry topic but there, there's a lot of opportunities out there there's a ton. And I also think also that companies are going to begin to look at writers as not... It's like if you look at Instagram, YouTube, it's the influencer thing, right? Like with writers, we don't get that as much. But I wouldn't yeah. be surprised in the future if companies start to kind of support... I have a friend who's an artist, um, is South African guy who's in Mexico, and he's sponsored by a surf company. So he's an artist. But this, the surf company gives him a salary to live yeah. and he wears their clothes. And oh. <laughs> I think that that's going to start happening with writers also more and more is like, if I, like I write about like uh, leadership, confidence, um, empathy. And like last week I received an email from a company called empathy. Um, that's kind of interested in sponsoring me. Okay. Well, wow, that's fantastic. I could definitely see how, uh, if you're creative enough to write, you can apply the same creativity to how you promote yourself as a writer as well. You also mentioned that you're editing articles for Entrepreneur's Handbook. So I'm curious, as somebody who gets a lot of submissions, and I can only imagine how many, what's the number one mistake you see writers make when they submit an article to you? Uh, the titles, they don't look at the formatting for the platform. Um, I think it's just an easy way if you want to like just look at the articles that do well. Medium has in-house pub publications called Forge Human Parts. Yeah. Just look Look at the formatting. What are they doing? And there's an expression, I think it's from Thomas Jefferson, about like when it comes to style, like swim with the fishes. And with medium, like stand out in other ways, like get the formatting right. Yeah. So if you submit anything over to us and it doesn't have an engaging title, it, probably five times a day I receive a submission with no subtitle, crap image. Like it's just the basics, like get those basics right. Because if you don't, like the odds are high, like you won't even receive a reply for it. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. It's just the simple stuff. Like there's no real bit like there's a lot of different styles of writers on medium. And you don't have to be like, perfect in your grammar. But in terms of the look, like the visual aspect of the article, like that needs to be tight. Okay. And do you as somebody who's who enjoys short form writing? Do you have any plans to write anything long form? Or would you like to at some point? I don't know. Yeah. So I have a book agent like that I've had for two years now <laughs> and I've sent a couple <laughs> proposals to her and we're in talks on something, yeah. but I'm kind of enjoying just what I'm doing now online. And like, I know it's probably smart to kind of write a book on medium, like with each is like, it, if you're into a topic for a book, like you can test those chapters, so, you could. so to speak on the platform and get paid for it. And that's the smart thing to do. I just have a real hard time with something like for me, if something isn't new, it isn't exciting. Yeah. So if I write, you know, five articles on a topic, I'm kind of bored of it. Um, yeah. So I have a hard time like going through like the actual thing of a like 150 page book, but probably I have a couple of books online already that I would just need to get structured. Like that's kind of the goal. Like once medium slows down for me, it's kind of, I think with anything online, like you kind of have your time and your moments. And I'm not expecting this to last forever. So I'm just hoping like to have a secure foundation. So when it does start to slow, I can write a book and I have support. Mm. But right now it's just kind of fun. I have young kids. Yeah, it's like if I can finish a thousand words and survive off of that, 
for me, it's enough right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, YouTubers still learn quite a lot as an app platform is going a lot longer than medium. So yeah, <laughs> yeah I agree. It's, it's definitely good to diversify though. <laughs> yeah. You see like with, with writing now, I like, I love Ryan holiday. I'm just not reading his articles as much right now. Yeah. And I just think it is just a thing is like, how much more do we really have to say in long form articles on the internet? Like with YouTube, yeah. it's the energy, like it's visual, it's the energy, like with articles, it's like shit, it's hard, man. <laughs> it's like every week you're turning out a couple of articles that it's just like, you're going to lose something somewhere. Yeah. And yeah, I just think it's a little bit in looking at medium, like Benjamin Hardy, what five years ago, like was a machine three years yeah. ago and it's just it's like you kind of like you need to take advantage of the of the attention you get then but yeah it's fun to like i'm trying to extend that time in the sun right now but i can feel it kind of starting to close yeah i actually did try your uh, tip about uh, writing articles on medium for a book so i'm writing a book about parenting but um i oh, found cool. the book was going in in a different different direction to the parenting articles that i was publishing on medium so so i stopped the approach halfway through because it was slowing down process on the book because i wanted to write a story driven parenting book but what i found is articles on medium i'm correcting from wrong here but they, they tend to need to have takeaways and like tips so you know how to talk to your kids about money for example and then you have you know that broken down step by step so which is a bit of a different slant to what i wanted to do in the book yeah, I think with Medium, you got to like, I think it's Nicholas Cole who wrote something about how you have to, um, either you're an educator or an entertainer. Yeah, yeah. And then if you can blend those two, like, so I'm an educator. I like, like the majority of my articles could be a how to X, like I'll spruce up the titles so it isn't dry. But generally, I'm a teacher. And with writing, I like, I use my style and voice, like, to separate as an entertainer. And I'm trying, to always blend that. So I'll start intro like it's for my introductions, it's always entertaining. Mm -hmm. Then in my points, I'm educating. And I think it's hard to just write story-driven articles on media. Like there's a ton of people writing. It's like there's a lot of aspects of medium that I don't know about. Like people writing in history, politics, that are, who are doing well. But for me in my lane of like the self-help career stuff, yeah, generally you gotta have the action points. Yeah. Yeah, I don't tend to that's see those you, articles in, in my feed, but maybe that's to do with my interests. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just, just because we're in a bubble. Yeah. But generally, it is hard. It's like, I think too, it's like to write an engaging story driven post, like that's hard to do regularly. Yeah. Um, and I just think it's more, it's like for the style I'm trying to do. And then, like, like another thing, if I'm going to have an engaging intro, I want the conclusion. Generally, like, you want claps, like the claps would drive the distribution the fans views everything like you want engagement on the articles and what i see is a lot of people just kind of stop their article and the conclusion is where you drive that engagement yeah so i always try to have you know some kind of inspirational tone at the end humorous inspirational something like that's very memorable that kind of forces them to clap without them even knowing it yeah i like having a callback to something that was referenced in the introduction yeah if you can do it in the right way i said something about like I think I wrote an article. It was about like something about I screamed at my kids. And then I realized that when you go for a run, like the odds are high, you're not going to scream at your kids. And when you're eating a banana, you're probably not going to yell at your kid. So I had a reference at the end of it about like manga is like, like some line, some stupid like throwaway thing about like that wouldn't work on any other platform, but medium about like it referenced back to like something like eat more fruit. 
and it worked <laughs> yes, yeah. and it worked really well there yeah but that wouldn't work in forbes like so it's kind of like you need to know the platform but yeah if you can link back something that's kind of a clever way to tie in your intro and your conclusion like that usually works pretty well but trying to like yes yeah, like always i think i was taught when i moved to barcelona i taught english here for a year a couple of years and like a tip was so i'm from america and i like didn't have the, like the documents for europe and so i had to teach kids for a bit and like walking out of a class one of the teachers said like always leave the lot like the end of the class like do something fun like the kids will leave happy they'll run in their parents arms happy like you won't have to deal uh, with the parents like always leave them kind of inspired so i don't know if it's a game or something humorous funny da, 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 but that's always something i think about an article is like leave them you know smiling yeah and that's a good way to finish an article all right maybe something i should bear in mind next time i'm writing on medium michael where can people find out more information about you or where can they read some of your work yeah so i'm on medium i think it's now they've changed the the link so i just think it's michael dot our dash thompson so medium they've just literally changed it so my profile name changed okay so it's michael slash thompson dot medium dot com my website is mikethompsonblog.com and a couple of my friends and i have teamed up for a newsletter on substack about how to succeed on medium called write your future yeah and we send out a weekly free thing but we also have a paid option where each week we send like detailed instructions to grow on medium we have roundtables discussions and stuff that and some q and a's each month on facebook or something um that's generally like the best place to find me for writing advice but yeah and with linkedin i'm on there and mike thompson blog also okay thanks michael it's very nice to talk to you today same to you brian thanks for having me on i hope you enjoyed this week's episode if you did please consider leaving a short review on the itunes store or sharing the show on spotify stitcher or wherever you're listening more reviews, more ratings and more shares will help more people find the Become a Writer Today podcast. And did you know for just a couple of dollars a month, you could become a Patreon for the show? Visit patreon.com forward slash become a writer today or look for the support button in the show notes. Your support will help me record, produce and publish more episodes each month. And if you become a Patreon, I'll give you my writing books, discounts on writing software and on my writing courses. 